Apostles Voice Podcast is a production of Prayer Harvest Ministries, Wanda Fletcher Ministries, and Believer's Way Victorious Church. For more information, go to prayerharvest.org. And now, Apostle Dr. Wanda Fletcher. Romans 12 and 2, and that's the focus scripture because we are on being transformed by the renewing of our mind. A supernatural thing that you may not see that's taking place, but it is happening as you yield to it. The Lord is actually doing that for us. And we're doing that because of Proverbs 23 um, from verse 7 says that as a man thinketh, so is he. And so we want to make sure that we are coming against the wiles of the devil. These are the seasons where the Lord tells us that we have to come against his wiles. That's his trickery, deception, things that he would try to do to the children of God. And you know, it's so much of that that's going on right now in the prayer that we prayed we were coming against the onslaught of the devil giving subliminal messages to the lord's children through um what they said is is fake news in a lot of places i i really want you guys to get that word in there so it can garrison your mind and and pull from the peace that passes understanding if something comes to you and it does not promote peace in your life i'm telling you i will reject it until the lord just kind of tell lets me know what's going on because whatever is happening in the world we have psalms 46 that god is your refuge god is your strength a very present help in trouble and because of that we don't fear uh though the earth be moved and mountains are even cast into the midst of the sea we'll not be shaken because we trust what in the lord we trust in what his holy name everything that jesus has done for you let me tell you he has triumphed over the enemy i don't care what the devil brings I'm telling and I'll tell the devil don't bring me no bad news because I'm full of the good news I've got the word of God in me and I'm telling you you need to make sure that that is what you do that you target to get that good word in you so you can have something that can fight when the enemy comes and bring you evil reports and all of these things that he would try to get your mind uh, confused in God is not the author of confusion He's not the author of it. And he wants you to have peace because Jesus is what? The Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. So we prayed that prayer for you. Uh, as a man thinking so is he. So we, God wants you to think of things that are lovely, things that are just, things that have good report, things that have power, virtue, praise in them. Uh, Philippians says that you should think on these things. You know, when you get all of this bad news, just go go and wash your mind through the word, through what God is saying to you. Amen. Um, we have to wash our minds because the devil is trying to set up strongholds in your mind. And that's why Romans 12 and 2 is so important that we're coming against all of these strongholds, these fortified places that we build up in our minds so that we can let hope come in there. 
Hope has to come in. Hope has to come, and then patience will come with it. And patience does a perfect work on in a, inside of us so that we can have everything that the Lord wants us to have. It's a process. And all of these things God has given us, they all work together for our good, for your good. They all work together for your good. So when when we look at Proverbs 23 and 7, I want to think about what I'm thinking about because it says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Well, I want to be a, a, a woman of God that has peace, that has clarity in my mind, that's thinking about the Lord, that's thinking about doing what God is saying, doing. I'm not trying to think evil thoughts about people. I'm trying to think good things about people and good things about my life and, and keep moving forward. Last week, we gave you Revelations 21 to, to tell you that hope pulls you forward and and that that is a scripture that god has given us about the new heaven and the new earth and and the images that john when he was on the island of patmos he had many many images and so we want to talk to you today about gathering and getting those images and using this mind that the lord has given you reject the mind the devil gives you and pray for the mind of christ you should confess it, I have the mind of Christ. I think the thoughts of the living God. I let that mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. And, and we studied about this hope situation with Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham did not stagger against the promises of God, but he reckoned what God said to him. It was a promise and he said that they were yes and they were amen. And that's what we have to do about the word of God because the word is God's ladder to us. It's his promise to his children. And if he has said it, will he not do it? Will he not perform it in your life? I'm telling you, he will do it. And the scripture says that he is better than any unjust judge, that he will do it and that right early. Amen. So we can be confident in that. We can be confident in it. But you got to know that you've got a warfare going on. You up here in this, in this, this, this mind is the devil's battleground and he is constantly fighting you. He's constantly, as we said, trying to mess with your belief system. He's trying to mess with your, your thinking, mess with your, uh, your dreams, mess with the visions that God has given you. And, and we have to wash this mind. Amen. With the water of the word. I mean, I want to just encourage husbands right there that that's a responsibility that God has given husbands to do that with your wife. Wash them with the water of the word. Amen. Help, help them because he's looking at them as the weaker vessel vessel and looking at you as the one that will hear him. He, he did that from the garden. You know, he looked at Adam as the one that will help. Eve. Amen. So we still want to, to encourage the husbands, wash your wives with the water of the word. Amen. When, when we don't uh, take care of our mind, we said that it becomes like stagnant water. You begin to get all kinds of junk in it. You need to have that mind renewed. You need to have that mind washed with the word so you can get rid of strong 
Holes. These are the things that the devil used to manipulate you, to make you think stuff that God never wanted you to begin to think. And he will pollute this mind so much, he will create a mindset like it's in cement. And you will think that's it, that it's supposed to be like that. And you can't get anything in there. You need to blow that thing up with the word of God. Blow that mindset up. This is not the way that it's supposed to be. It is a lie. Blow the mindset up with the word in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5. It says, cast down imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. What you know in the word to be true, that should be the high thing in your mind. It should say it in the high place. Everything else that that comes from the enemy, throw it down. Overthrow it, cast it down, get rid of it. God has not purposed that for you. Amen? Mm -hmm. Those are not his thoughts. You think the thoughts of the living God. As we said, you let the mind of Christ be in you. It's available. But you have to let it be in you. You have to decide. You have to exercise your free will that I'm going to think God's thought. I saw this in the word. And this is what God said. I'm reckoning that it's true. I'm going to believe the word. What can you lose? Hallelujah. You nothing. You are, you're going to be victorious through what Jesus has done. So you overthrow with 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, overthrow the lies of the devil. Overthrow the things that he would say to you so that you can be that man that thinks what the Lord wants you to think. And you can begin to create images in your mind, victorious images. See yourself triumphant. See yourself victorious. See yourself overcoming whatever the enemy would try to do. And that way you'll keep that hope going in you. That when you read that word, it's going to help you. It's going to fuel visions in your mind. It's going to help you be able to see. And we're going to look at that. Joshua 6 and 2 is one place that we're going to look at. But I want to tell you something about this mind. Because God is so wonderful. He's given us you know, these five senses, he's given us the sight here in our eyes where we can see visually here, but you can see something else. You can see with your mind, and some of us say with our mind's eye, we can see things. You can see with your heart. Amen. God has made you unique. He's made you, I mean, it's just amazing the way that God has made us where we can have vision and you can see things that other people may not see. It, it's called an imagination, you know, where you get images of things that God wants you to see. I remember reading about, um, Jacob, remember the Sir planner, Jacob, who stole the birthright of Esau. We were talking about that this week. Um, I'm sorry. And and as we were talking about that, we were looking at Jacob, this sir planner, and we could see where uh, Jacob had reaped something in his life. You know, he he had tricked and he had lied to um, his his brother Esau and had stolen his birthright. 
And then Jacob comes into a place where he wants to marry. And all he does is just reap all that trickery that he had gotten. It just, it just comes to him. But Jacob really had fastened himself to the Lord because you can see some obedient acts, even though he did that thing and he was reaping it. He didn't get bitter about it, but the Lord began to give Jacob dreams. I mean, he's the one that, that began to dream about heaven open and seeing the angels coming back and forth. The Lord gave him heavenly visions and, and dreams and understanding. And God wants to give us dreams and visions and understanding. He had imagery. Listen, one of the things where Laban tricked Jacob, he, he told him, uh, Jacob told him, okay, when the Lord blessed him uh, with some wisdom, he told him, he says, well, so if you work for me these seven years, then I'm going to give you what you asked me for in the beginning. So he says, okay, well, I work for you, but when I work for you, you just have to give me all of the spotted and the striped you know, cab. And Jacob would have dreams about that. Uh, Laban was trying to trick him too. So he took all of his spotted and, and striped animals away from where he was. But God helped Jacob and he caused them to mate in a certain way that of what he was going to do. He gave him visions of what he was going to do. And Jacob stayed obedient to the Lord. Images are important for us to be able to dream is important to us. Uh, when I was growing up, I used to sing this song that I love to dream the impossible dream. I mean, to fight the unbeatable foe to go in places where you don't, don't even know that you could go. God has wonderful things for us. And if you can see it, and how do we see? We're going to look at that today. How do we see the images that God wants us to see that are produced from his word? When you get in that word, it begins to fuel you in a way that you don't even know that God does in your mind, in your heart. You know, he begins to fuel you so that you can begin to have these dreams so that you can use this wonderful imagination that God has given us. You know, I love like children. I love children. I'm, I, I, I like being around them because I want to hear what they're thinking and what they're saying. But the reason why I love them is because they use their imagination. They'll start thinking, you know, not just when they're asleep, but they'll start thinking about things that they want to do and want to be. And as far as they're concerned, they are that already. You don't have to convince them. You don't, they, it, it doesn't matter if they don't even have the right costume or outfit or whatever. They'll just think it. I um, have a, a, a young man that's visiting me. His name is Isaac. And he told me when he first met me, I don't even think we had gotten, well, we were walking around the house. And he told me that uh, he was going to be uh, a SWAT policeman. I said, you're going to be a SWAT policeman. And he said, yes. And he started telling me all of the things that a SWAT policeman can do. And then he told me, and I'm going to be an army man. And I said, a SWAT policeman and an army man. And I heard his mom says, yeah, you can, you can be in the army and be a policeman. But he had 
his imagination. I was looking in his eyes and his eyes were big as saucers. And he was so excited about those dreams. And you know, the Bible says, except we become as little children that we won't enter into the kingdom. The things that God has for us, they are part of the kingdom and they exist already. You have to use this beautiful imagination that God has given you to help you walk in that place of hope. Because when you get these pictures from the word of God and you're able to, to allow them to fuel the, this imagination of yours, you begin to see something, even though it's not there. So that's what we're going to take and look at today. I'm going to give you a definition for imagination. Imagination defined is the faculty or the action of forming new ideas and i just want to plug the word in right there because that's where you get your new ideas even as you're being transformed by the renewing of your mind your ideas are changing the way you think about yourself is changing the way you think about others that is changing also so you get new ideas you and then you begin to get images and and concepts you know of objects that they're not tangible like you can't touch them with your finger because they're not real but they are real to your senses much like when um when the lord came and rebuked saul and 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 he was talking to him well the guys that were with him did not see saul we we've said that before just to help you understand that what god is doing and talking to you sometimes it may just be you that's engaging god and you that's seeing it but that's okay because you don't need an audience you know you don't need an audience you just need to grab a hold of that hope that god has given you get the word create those images and as you create those images then get your faith and start moving toward what god has said he's going to help you once he sees you engage in faith he's going to help you once he see you creating the hope to move over to faith he's going to help you with that because he created you in a spectacular way the lord has created you you have the ability hallelujah you have the ability to be able to create with this renewed mind understandings that god will give you amen so you should look forward to that so where do the ideas come from as we said from the word of god the the step that i'm telling you about the renewing of the mind is so important it's so important for you so if you've been taking a hiatus from reading the word okay come off the vacation come off of the vacation and get back in that word turn off the tv and get back in that word get off of the internet go get back in that word unless you you know got the bible on there and that's what you're looking at because people use their laptops and phones and all of that stuff for uh the bible i i feel like nothing can ever replace having this book with you amen you should have that book because that's the sword of the spirit that's where you get your ideas from is from the word of god new ideas and you're getting rid of old ideas you know those ideas where you're 
mother told you, you know, you were a knucklehead. The ideas where your mother told you you weren't going to be able to do anything, that you can't do that. Uh, you went and told your dad, well, I think I can do this. And he says, you know, you can't do that. And we can't afford to even get you to try to do that. And so they begin to say things to you that begin to create a mindset. And these places get fortified and you begin to believe those things. You know, um, somebody tell you that you're ugly. And then you begin to think, oh, I'm ugly. Or Listen, you're wonderfully and fearfully made. Well, however you look, you're unique. Your design is original. God made you like that. And he made you full of purpose, full of purpose. All you have to do is endeavor to seek him. You know, we talked about Gideon where he thought he, he esteemed himself very low. You know, I'm the lowest. My family is the lowest in the group, you know, and, and I'm in my family and of my family. I'm the smallest in them. So many of uh, people in the Bible that God used in a great way had this low idea of themselves, low self-esteem. But the Lord had that angel say to Gideon, you mighty man of valor and not that over. It, that mindset has to go. And the way it goes is with the word. And then when you get in that word, you begin to form these new ideas. And that's what brings you hope because it gets down in your heart. And once it gets in your heart really good and you know that it's right, then that hope will go grab a hold of faith, you know, because you heard it in your ear. That word, hallelujah, is blessing you so much. It went through the ear and then it got down in your heart. And that's where your belief system is. So your faith and the images that you create, go and grab faith. And they take a journey. You're walking in the love of God, faith and hope. They're, they're, and, and love, they're taking a journey toward this image that you have up here in your head because hope has created an image and you can see it. You can see yourself there. You can see yourself on the journey of getting there. Turn to Joshua six and let's look at how that process works. Let's look in Joshua six and see, hallelujah. I'm gonna give you this scripture, hallelujah. That's really, really gonna bless you. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. This scripture says, for in this hope, and I'm you say at Joshua 6, for in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Hope that is seen is no hope at all. And what that is, is just knocking over where you think, okay, well, seeing is believing. I have got to see this thing. If I don't see this thing, then, you know, within the physical, if I don't see it in the physical, then I don't believe it. But, but the Bible says in this hope, it says uh, you trust it. If you have seen it already, then you don't have to hope for it because you got it. If you got it already, there's no reason to hope for it. There's no reason even to have faith for it because you've got it already. Even when you tell people, I believe I have it, that means that you, it's not really tangible right there, but you believe that you have it. So hope is something like faith. It's something that you can't see in a tangible way, but with your mind, you get the images of it. So you imagine it. You begin to see it or you dream about it 
or you think about it or you see it in another realm you see it in the spirit realm and so it begins to pull you remember i told you guys about the story of of uh this caravan that i wanted and connie is here she remembers that i want i kept seeing it as red though that it was a red dodge caravan well when the lord finished allowing me to practice driving like someone said well i need you to keep my car you know on your property you can drive it it was a dodge caravan and so i practiced and it was a grand caravan practice driving it for about a month they went on a month-long trip when they came back things had gotten set in place that i was able to purchase the a dodge caravan and it was white so we were laughing. I said, well, I saw it in the spirit. In my imagination, I could see it a certain kind of way. When God began to let me see where my, my hope was going and where my faith had engaged, I still thought it was red. And so, you know, we, like little kids, we'll just say, well, it was covered up with the blood. So when it came out, it was white. <laughs> but he had the blood all over it. I mean, we just, we wouldn't let nothing mess with our faith. We took everything and gave it to God. But I ended up driving that until it just quit on me. One day on the, on the parking lot, probably about maybe seven, eight years later, it, it blew up on the church parking lot. But, and the guy that came and he looked at it, he says, I don't even know how you, it's like it didn't even have a motor. You know, we, we did something that I tell people I do now when I'm driving. Uh, if I don't have my glasses, I say I drive by faith and not by sight. You know, I trust God for absolutely everything. But the Lord gives us the ability to see images. If you, if you feel like, well, you can't ever get anything until it's tangible till you can actually touch it. You're, you're going to miss a whole lot of things that God wants you to have because he wants you to believe things and he wants you to, to, uh, um, to hope in things. And if you hope, if you're hoping for something, you're going to wait patiently for it. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. You believe it because you've got that image in your mind and you're going to start acting like it's true because faith will be engaged at that point. And once faith becomes engaged, you're going to act like the word is true. Let's look at Joshua 6. Now, I want you when we're reading about what God said to Joshua, I want you to hear the word of God that like like when you're reading the Bible, that's what God has said. So God is actually talking to Joshua, but when you're reading the Bible, God is talking to you. He's speaking to you through his Logos word. He's speaking to you and talking to you. The Bible says in, in um, Joshua 6, and we're going to kind of dance over it a little bit, this sixth chapter. Now Jericho, and I'm going to sit, put this up here. Joy's putting the word up there. Now Jericho, the, now the gates of Jericho, and I think this is NIV. She, yeah, she usually reads NIV. The gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went in and no one came out. And look at this. This is the word talking to you, okay? This is your Bible right here in verse 2. This is your Bible. Then the Lord said, okay? Whenever you're reading this Bible, that's when the Lord said, 
Amen. You don't have to go find a prophet to say that's when the Lord said, read this Bible. Then the Lord said to whomever you are, when you're reading this Bible, that is him talking to you. Amen. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, and just wait right there. He said, see, what is he talking about? With images in your mind, with your imagination and the faith in your heart, because you believe me, even though you can't see me, the Lord was not standing there before Joshua, but Joshua could hear the Lord. Now, I don't know the workings of everything that God was doing with Joshua with his faith, but he told him, see, with my mind's eye, it would be images. So hope is springing up in me right now because he's talking to me. See, I have past tense. I have. He didn't say I'm going to. And let me just help people when you pray, when you're believing God, stop saying I'm, he's going to. Stop saying he's going to heal me. No, he did that over to when Jesus hung on the cross by his stripes. You were healed. You were healed over 2000 years ago. We just have to get it straight in our faith by his stripes. You were healed past tense. It's a done deal. When Jesus said it was finished, all of the things that you would want in your life to be in your life, to accomplish in your life, he said it's finished. As far as he's concerned, it's a done deal. Like little kids, when they're imagining it, they don't wait until they grow up. They'll start saying, you, you say, well, what do you want to be? Well, I want to be Superman. So they go get them a cake and they'll start flying and they'll start acting like they are Superman. They're in their mind, they are already that. They're receiving it right then. Except you become as a little child and receive the things that God has for you. You won't enter into the provision that the kingdom has available to you right now. Not tomorrow. But God is always in the present tense right now. He told Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with the king and all of his fighting men. He's given it to him. And then he gives him instructions. Look at this. It blesses my heart. This is the instruction in verse three. March around the city. He's given his legs faith. March around the city. Once with all our men do this for six days, have the seven priests carry trumpets of ram horns in front of the ark. And on the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the walls of the city will collapse and the army will go up everyone straight in. And it says, so Joshua, what did he do? He gave his faith leg. So Joshua, the son of Nun, he called those priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carry the trumpets in front of them. And, the, and he ordered the army advance that means go forward march 
go around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. And when Joshua spoke, see, he's gotten all of this. He can see it. He can see this thing that God has said. When you want to do something and believe God for his word, read that word. Get the images in your head about what God is doing. The images promote the hope in your heart. Once the hope is there, it grabs a hold of your faith. And they begin to move and do things like you see Joshua doing now. And then you can begin to instruct others. You can begin to tell them those that are going to be a part of it. March around the city with the, with the guards there. When Joshua spoke it to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward and they were blowing the trumpets and the Ark of the Covenant followed them and the armed guards marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard followed the Ark. All, all this time the trumpets were sounding, but Joshua had commanded his army do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Scroll on up a little bit faster, Joy. And then, and then it says she went real fast. And then it said, then shout. And so the ark of the, of the Lord carried around the city. It circled it. And do you know those people probably thought they were crazy. People are going to think you're crazy about some stuff. You start telling them about your vision. Start telling them about the images that God is. You walk around and you can see Willow Tree is full of people. Everybody happy. Everybody loving being there. Oh, my goodness. Everything working. I mean, people are coming, moving in and out. Oh, my goodness. It's an exciting day at Willow Tree. People are do They're engaged. This is a vision that God has given um, Minister Rodney Burrow, and they are working on it. And those things are happening. Hallelujah. His faith is engaged. He's moving toward it. Glory to God. Just like Joshua was with these men, still following the instruction because you have to do exactly what the Lord tells you to do. You can't do what we bound this morning the way that seems right to you. You got to do it exactly the way Lord said do it. Joshua is careful here to do what the Lord said do. Verse 14 says on the second day, it says that they marched around and did what they um, exactly what the Lord told them to do. Verse 15 says on the seventh day, they got up at daybreak and they marched around the city. They had been doing this for six days on the seventh day. They marched around the city in the same manner, except on that day, they circled the city seven times. The seventh time around, when the priest sounded the trumpet blast, Joshua commanded the army, shout, for the Lord has what? Given you the city. But Joshua didn't receive it here. Joshua received it in the second verse, when God told him, see, I have given you Jericho. They are receiving it here, down here in the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th verse. But God had already given it to Joshua. 
those seven days that they were walking, they were walking out their faith. They were doing what God said. Joshua had seen it in his mind's eye after the word of the Lord had come to him. And then he began to create those images. Those images was the hope that began to compel his faith. Come on and let's take a journey because God has given us. He said it and will he not perform it? So we're not going to even wait. We just call those priests. Let everybody get ready to begin to do what God has told us to do. He said, shout for the Lord has given you the city. The city and all that is in it are to be devoted unto the Lord. We are tearing down the devil's kingdom. And let me tell you, part of his kingdom is in the minds of God's children, where he has set up these fortified places. But just like the Lord said to Joshua, I want you to read, get this word. I want you to hear the word of the Lord today. And I want you to do what God is telling you to do. And I want you to receive the deliverance that God has said is yours. I want you to overthrow the devil's kingdom and tear down every block and every every brick of the fortified place where the devil has set up in your mind that says that you cannot, you will not, you are not. He is lying to you today. Cast down imaginations and every high thing that has exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Bring your thoughts captive to the obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do everything he has told you to do. Do not spare anything. Obey the Lord wholeheartedly and do what he said do and I'm telling you if you do what he said do you're going to see what he said you will have in the name of Jesus everything belongs to you right now not tomorrow but right now God has not spared his own son but he delivered him up for you how then shall he not also with him freely give you all things God is for you He's for you. He's for you. Jesus died for you. He gave himself to you. And all he wants you to do is to have hope. Take hope. The Lord says, read his word and take hope. Get it in your heart and get it so full in your heart till it's overflowing and that you can give hope to someone else. Hallelujah. It's not over. I'm telling you, it is not over in your life. Wherever you are in your life, where you think this is over, where you think I've gotten too old, where you think I, I don't think I can do it, where you think my body is feeble, where you think that you are weak, the Lord says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let them say I'm strong in the strength of the Lord. He's given you a supernatural divine ability. Hallelujah. To do what you could not do yourself. He has enabled you and he has smeared you with his anointing. You've got to get the word and put that word first place in your life. Put the word first place. And like we said last week, even if your wife, whoever it is that's close to you, they come and try to challenge that word. Don't even have a part in that. You stay with what God has said. You try to get them to come into an agreement with you. But when you have read and you've heard from the Lord, man, you have to stand for that. If you don't stand for it, you're going to fall for anything. 
tear down those fortified places. Oh, no, we, we, we have never done it like that. No, we've never done it like that. Well, it's time for a change. It's time for a change. You know, when God comes in, he brings about a change for you. He makes all things brand new. And he's ready to do that in your life. Do what Joshua did. Hear the word of the Lord. When you read it, read it out loud for yourself. And let, let hope spring up in you. Begin to get your imagination help. You know, when Paul said this, for this hope, we were saying, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we'll wait for it. You, you hope in it. Believe it with your heart and be patient to wait. He's going to bring it to pass. When Paul is preaching this, he's telling you, even though that thing is not tangible yet, even though you can't touch it, even though you can't see that thing and you feel like you don't have any reason to hope for it, that's what hope is for, is to help keep bringing you to where God wants you. Uh, Joyce, let me know. She's in Romans 8. 23 and verse 24 you you want to to put your faith on something i'm telling you this right now get those images in your mind imagination is very important begin to dream with the word of god amen dream with the word of god dream with the word and it does not matter like like uh jacob even if you messed up at some point god never left you he, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He never left you. You can dream again. You can dream again. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word today. I thank you, Lord, and I call your children those that have blessed imaginations. Blessed imaginations that you're giving them images lord that they are able to dream and dream big dream lord because you are there with them and i say this lord god to them hope makes them not ashamed hallelujah jesus the hope that you have placed in your children stir it up in them i pray as they're reading the word and and getting rid of thoughts and stinking thinking lord that that hope will make them not ashamed and that hope will engage their faith so that they can take the journey with you to the other side i pray for them lord that they'll make it to the other side i give you praise lord i give you praise and glory that your children will make it to the other side in the mighty name of jesus 